Welcome to the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. To learn more about Salem Alliance, including gathering times and other resources, visit us online at salemalliance.org. Today's talk is given by Rob Basham. I'm Amanda. And I'm Austin. We're the Clavoons. <laughs> um, we had a very interesting day back in August. Um, August 12th, things were normal, and uh, it, it was a normal day like every other day. And then uh, I was getting ready for work. I had an in-home daycare, and I went downstairs, and something smelled off. And uh, I went in the backyard and I looked over our fence and I saw smoke and flames billowing from the other half of our duplex. Um, so my girls were asleep upstairs. I ran back in and up the stairs and by the time I got there, it was filled with smoke upstairs. Um, I grabbed Eden and Opal by their legs and dragged them out of bed and grabbed a dress for Eden and grabbed a dress for Opal and we just ran out the front door um, across the street um, to the grass, and then I called Austin. Uh, she called me. I, I work in Portland, so when she called me, I was like, "Uh-oh!" And the first thing I was like, "Oh man, this is this is crazy." Uh, she was very vague about what she said to me. She's like, "Oh, the house is on fire, uh, but there's a fire department here, and I think things are gonna be okay." I show up, and there's three fire engines there, firefighters everywhere, and they just finished putting out the fire uh, in, at our house. Uh, they had to cut a hole in our ceiling. Um, the fire went from our neighbor's side of the duplex and engulfed the whole entire side and engulfed our bed or our bathroom and our daughter's bedroom. It was just, to me, overwhelming until I saw my wife and kids. And then my wife, she was handling it like a champ. She was just in there, she was ready to take action. I remember just how proud I was of her. It really didn't sink in until um, Brian and Michelle showed up um, from church and prayed with us. And uh, then I kind of realized, wow, something happened that was big. And uh, it's gonna be a while before we figure out what's what to do from here. Um, I didn't cry for a long time. Um, it took a long time for me to, to settle down enough to cry. Everything of ours is gone. Like, we have to start over. So many people from church showed up at our house to help us move things. Um, we had people who offered their dishwashers to wash dishes. We had people who offered their washing machines to try and get the smell out of smoke. Um. I remember uh, when Michelle and Brian came over, uh, the first thing they did was they gave us a bag and in that bag we had stuffed animals for our kids. We saw God throughout the whole thing. God showed up right away. I mean, the fire didn't get to our side until the girls were downstairs. And that, God protected my kids. In, in that time, like when we really needed somebody or something and we just, we couldn't do it ourselves, God showed up. I remember just the, the amount of crying we did afterwards and the amount of just 
pain and healing that came from moments like that of just not knowing what to do and God just doing it for us. Like there's just things that you can't ask for that like you don't even think of and God just knows. 10 months we've been in a hotel. 10 months we have been living in a hotel with two kids um, and we know every staff member there and they love our girls. And um, to be honest, God really provided well with our living situation. But a hotel is not a forever home. Um, and we had a couple weeks notice of uh, time to move out of the hotel. Um, and what we had planned on doing didn't happen. So we needed to move somewhere different. And uh, it's expensive to move, uh, especially when you're not planning on it. Um, we didn't plan on a fire. We didn't plan on circumstances changing. And um, we yeah. had a huge gap. We took everything out of our savings. Just to move All in. of our money. Um, and we came up short. We did not have enough. And um, when you have a timeline of it's time to go and you don't have it in the bank, uh, how, do you, how do you sign a lease when you don't have enough? Um, so the benevolent fund that the church has, we reached out and we said, hey, I don't know if you guys can help us bridge this gap, but we're a little short and we got to move. <laughs> um, so. Sam Alliance showed up. We want to personally thank Sam Alliance. Um, we've been members here for a long time and we just get complacent. And to have Sam Alliance show up in this way is incredibly humbling for me and my family. I'm overwhelmed by the generosity that is here that helps people who are in a situation that they have no idea how to solve. And if it weren't for people giving to a fund like the Benevolent Fund, we wouldn't have enough. And God makes sure that you have enough. It's a great story. It's a story of provision. It's a story of protection. It's a story of how God uses community. Amanda and Austin, thank you for sharing your vulnerable story with us. And church family, thanks to those of you that continue to give to our benevolent fund, which allows us to step in and do life together and help one another. One of the things I love about the benevolent fund is oftentimes the people that give to the benevolent fund are people that received from the benevolent fund. Our benevolent fund here at Sam Alliance, actually, what, what, when the money comes in, it goes to three different kind of categories. And I just want to share those with you briefly here today. First, it goes to some of our neighborhood, just to bless our neighborhoods. And so at times, say we're doing our Christmas tree, a tree of giving, and we come up a little short. The benevolent fund comes in so we can bless our partner schools. We use it to do some stuff with foster kids in the area. Parents. And so it blesses our neighborhood. We also use it to have some strategic partnerships with other organizations, 12 organizations in our community, organizations like UGM, Church at the Park, Young Life, Marion Polk Food Share, and there's a list 
Hope Station, of other organizations that do things that bring peace to our city that we don't necessarily do. And so we partner with these organizations. You can see those listed on our website. But when you give the Benevolent Fund, it keeps those going. We support those organizations monthly as a church, and it's an exciting thing. And then finally, one of the big ways that it really goes just help personal assistance to those who call Salem Alliance their home. And so when people are struggling to make ends meet and need help with transportation or medical bills or housing, we're able to come in and help them and help just bridge that gap for a season of time. So Salem Alliance, thank you for continuing to give to the Benevolent Fund. You can read more about it here in your annual report about how it works and just want to encourage you. You can give, if you're giving online, there's a drop-down menu. You can give that way. If you give in person, there's you can just write Benevolent Fund in the memo of your check or check Benevolent on your church envelope. But Benevolent Fund, one way that we do life together here at Sam Alliance. Want to continue to just celebrate some different things that are happening around here. You'll notice there's a rose on the platform today, and that rose is for Nathan Ash. Nathan is, a, is a, goes to Deaf Ecclesia, and so they are celebrating in Cedar Hall today, and we are celebrating He Found New Life in Christ last week. Would you celebrate that with me? And we'll be hearing more stories, but I hope that you do. Just take time to look at what God has been doing around here. This annual report contains many stories. We could not tell them all, and many of them are the stories that you have encountered yourself. But today is a day that we do. We step back. We look at what God has done, not to pat ourselves on the back, but simply to release faith. When we tell stories of what God does, it releases faith in the room. And as we look forward, our prayer is, God, do it again. Yes, and do it again. So with a posture of thankfulness today, we just celebrate what has been happening around here. We believe that there's a momentum here. We believe that the kingdom of God is advancing here in Sam Alliance, and we are just privileged to play a role in it and seeing it go forward. And so today, we're going to continue to just talk about peace in our city. We're going to talk about life with Jesus together and on mission. Today, I'm not going to be preaching a normal sermon, but I do want to take some time to open up the word of God. One of the things that I celebrate about us as a community, a body of believers, is that we are a group that believes that God still speaks to us through his word, through other people. And we have continued to cultivate a listening voice, being attuned to what he is saying. One of the primary ways he's speaks to us is through the word. And so today we're just going to open up scripture and we're going to look at a passage in Colossians. And what I'd love to do today is just interact with that. But more than me kind of explaining what's happening here, I want you guys to just be aware and listen to Holy Spirit. What we're going to do is an ancient Christian practice called Lectio Divina. And so we're going to read this passage today three times. The first time that I read the passage, what I would ask you to do is just ask Holy Spirit, what word what phrase or what sentence from these two verses in Colossians jumps out to you? So be paying attention for a word or a phrase or a sentence that jumps out at you. We'll be looking at Colossians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Colossians 3. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. 
For some of you, words have just jumped off the page. A phrase just was highlighted to you. Pay attention to that. I'm going to read it again, and this time I would encourage you to take a posture of receptivity. You can even put your hands out. You can close your eyes as I read it if you would like. But what I want you to pay attention is what is stirring in you, what feeling or emotion is rising up, and what might God be inviting you into through his word, through this passage. So let's read it again. Colossians 3, 16 to 17. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. For some of you, an invitation, a stirring is happening. Pay attention to that. You might want to write it down on your phone in the notes. And now we're going to read it one final time. And this time we're going to go a little different in our Lectio. But what I would invite you to do is as I read this a third time, I want you to look at it through the lens of our values at Salem Alliance Church. Where do you see life with Jesus? Where do you see life together? And where do you see life on mission in this letter written to a church? Colossians 3. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Do you see it? Life with Jesus. We behold who he is. A primary way we do that is through his word. We let it wash over us, the richness of it, as we commune with him. Life with Jesus as we sing psalms and songs over one another. Life together as we teach and counsel one another, whether it be receiving teaching in this room or being in a life group or having coffee with a brother or sister. Life together, spurring one another on, giving those gentle paper cuts to challenge one another. Life together. Because when we come in this room together and we sing, we're singing hope and encouragement and we're unifying our faith as we lift up the truth of who he is, life together. For some of you during that COVID season where we couldn't meet, you can remember that first time you came back into corporate worship in that feeling of singing together. It's powerful. And so clearly here, life on mission. We are representatives of the king. We are a royal priesthood. You are a prince or a princess in the kingdom of God, which means you spend time in his presence and you extend his kingdom as a representative. Because, friends, we are mobile temples. And when we leave this building, we don't leave the church because we are the church. We are the representatives of who he is, bringing peace, power, and presence 
to our city everywhere we go. We're going to continue to do this in the coming year as we continue to look at the word of God. But the cord that we see through this entire thing is the cord that we see as we testify what God has been doing, thankfulness. Church family, I hope you are thankful that we get together. I'm thankful we get to just cooperate together and partner with what God is doing in our city. And there is a momentum. The kingdom of God is at hand. Things are happening here in our city, and we get to be together, allowing it to happen, humbly partnering with what he is doing. I want to turn our attention to yet another story of God at work. This one comes from one of our high schoolers and their experience at our life conference this past summer. I grew up in a Christian home my whole entire life. I had Christian parents, I had Christian siblings, and we always went to church, we always prayed, we always read the Bible. I did those things because half of me was like, oh, I'm just gonna do it to please my parents, and I'm gonna make them happy if I do this. So as I grew up, I still obviously kept going to church, and I kept reading the Bible, but it never really resonated with me. And I never really actually had a relationship with God until I was around 11 or 12. And I started writing at that time. And so when I started writing, I wrote because I want to, I want to praise God. And I wrote about God. I wrote sermons, I wrote articles, and I wrote about how it impacted my life. As I kept growing older from 11 to 12, I kind of drifted away from my writing and I kind of put that on hold and I kind of said that I was too busy or I had other things I had to do and I didn't really spend time with God and I kind of put him on hold. This last couple of years, I struggled with my faith a lot and I had a lot of doubts about God, if he was real or not, if he was there for me, if he even saw me. A couple weeks ago, I went to Orlando with the Life Conference. It was a Life Conference for all the churches over the United States. And I remember saying to myself that, I was like, oh, I don't know why I'm going. I don't know what I'm gonna do there. I don't know if I have any purpose there. I know I'm gonna meet new friends. I know I'm gonna get closer with friends. It never really hit me until I walked into the Life Conference room and there are 6,000 other people there because they wanna worship the one true God. That's, that's amazing. And I remember I was crying and worshiping at the same time. My friends were there holding me and helping me through it. But I remember, I remember my brother actually he, I don't know how he sensed I was crying. I don't know how he knew I was having a hard time or struggling. But he looked back and he saw me crying and he came up behind me and hugged me for the entire session. I heard a voice and I think it was, I believe it was God, but it was him saying, hey, like I want you to get back to writing and I want you to share 
my word and I want you to teach other people about my word, whether it's at school, at church, or just anywhere you can find to teach, I want you to do that. I've pushed God away so much that I haven't heard His voice or I haven't felt His presence in so long. And being in Orlando, being with my friends, being with my brother was a huge change for me because my heart feels, it feels finally content. It feels like it's full again because I have God with me and I know that I have God with me. I remember, I think it was towards the end of the week I was in Orlando and I got baptized because God was like, hey, I want to get baptized here. And after I got baptized, my brother and my friends were there to hug me. And I think I almost cried after I got baptized because I felt so happy, but I also felt so, I felt so content. If I'm going to trust God, I fully have to trust God and fully surrender my heart to Him. And being in Orlando was something that I was like, okay, you know, I see God. I see Him working through these 6,000 other people that were there. And I see Him working through me. And I feel Him like I've never felt Him before. Thanks for listening to the Salem Alliance podcast. We hope you have been challenged and inspired. Salem Alliance is a community of believers located in downtown Salem, Oregon, and we are passionate about our city being a city at peace with God. To experience other messages and discover more about who we are, please visit salemalliance.org or download the Salem Alliance app. And again, thanks for listening.